another episode of the Dino Talk Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Dino Talk Podcast. Um, today, we're going to discuss a little trades, of course. It's our staple. Um, then we're going to have a little player debate, a little bit of like kind of having cold feet on a player. Plus, um, yeah, fun little debate. And then we're going to end with some training camp storyline predictions. Funny thing is, we actually had a whole podcast on that, but it got lost. We have no idea what happened with it, and it was probably our best one. So we're going to try to regurgitate that a bit and come up with a, maybe a few more fun ones. But start with some trades. First one I want to discuss, um, I actually completed this trade. I sent it to you, and you were like, oh, my God. I, hate I traded away Wandale Robinson and my 2024 third for Gabe Davis. Jesse, toss it over to you. What do you think? Well, I think it's weird because you've always been the biggest Wandale buyer. Um, you were the guy who hyped up Wandale to the point where I was like, okay, maybe Dana Jones will have a wide receiver that you can throw to in, in that bunch over there. I mean, he is coming off the ACL, so I will give you that. And, uh, you know, oh, I'm with a third-round pick, those are almost always nice to to kind of send off to to upgrade a player a little bit. So as long as you see it as an upgrade, um, I can see where you're coming from. But uh, I don't know. Gabe Davis has tried to um, time and time again. It seems like he's been overhyped going into the season. I also get it that this year, you know, the targets might be opening up. It sounds like, you know, Stefan Diggs might uh, have some issues with Josh Allen. But actually, no, what am I talking about? I'm not buying any of that either. So, uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly where you're going with it. There's also the new tight end that's a rookie that everybody's so excited about that you're excited about. So I really don't know where uh, where you're thinking Gabe Davis is coming into the picture, unless you're buying into the fact that Josh Allen was like a little banged up last year and he wasn't throwing the deep ball or something. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know. I've never been a Gabe Davis fan. I know you've never been a Gabe Davis fan. You're the Wandale Robinson fan. So <laughs> that's what you get from me. I don't know. All right. Here's my defense. So, to get to know me as a person, I I was one, I used to be the big Darius Tony hype-up guy. Like, I, like he was my guy. Or, I kind of, like, at least initially. Then Wandale, like, this guy is my guy. Like, I'm buying this guy every chance I get. Guess what? Darius Tony, he kind of paid off, like, to where, like, you were able to sell him at a decent price. Like, I tacked, like, a year ago, uh, I Tack or Kadarius Tony onto another like mid tier wide receiver and got Brees Hall. Like it's, I like buying those guys. It's just like there's going to be a buy window. But the problem with Wandale is Wandale towards ACL, which really sucks because I really like Wandale as a player. My only problem is this year I am having a tough time buying into Wandale coming off the ACL. I mean, he's a small guy. He relies a lot on short area quickness. And I just think he's going to have a tough time um, being that guy for the Giants this year coming off the ACL tear. And on that team, um, I'm trying to win now. And with Gabe Davis, like I hate saying it. Um, I actually told the guy who I did the trade with, I was like, I feel so like such a weirdo. I feel terrible, gross. 
but I'm kind of buying Gabe Davis for this year. Like I'm kind of in on him. And that's because last year everyone was hyping Gabe Davis up to be, oh, he's the next big thing. Like he's ascending into the early rounds. Like people are like, Gabe Davis is going to be a thousand yard receiver, 12 touchdown guy. He's going to be just some big thing. And the year before, and the year before it was was last year and the year before. So two years. Yeah. I mean, that could be true. And he did not live up to the hype and I, I was never in on him, but now his value has dipped so far the other way that I think he's kind of a sneaky buy because he's still the clear wide receiver too in that offense. They didn't add anyone like they added Kincaid, but he's a tight end and he's a 24 year old tight end who really didn't perform until late. Like Gabe Davis should still be that guy. And like based on every report, Gabe Davis is still their wide receiver too. And he's going to be a year older. He's going to be in a contract year. Like he could be wide receiver 27 and guess what? I got a great deal there and I'm, I'm happy with that. And that's why I really like this deal. In a win now, I guess I can see it. It is a game of buying low, but boy, oh boy, you went pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. Um, I'm just like I think Gabe Davis can be that guy. They can be like a boom bust player, and I kind of need that in my flex to where I need some of those boom weeks. And, um, I mean, he might not be an every time starter, but I, I just need those guys that are going to contribute, especially at the wide receiver position and. Upgrading from Wando, I'm pretty happy about it. Those moves are the kind of things that do win you championships. You know, having that depth, those those wide receiver, like you're talking about, wide receiver 27 kind of guys, it, uh, it does make a huge difference. So, I mean, I can see your perspective. Yeah. Disappointed in you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm disappointed in myself, too. But but you hey, might have sold me. I might buy a little bit of Gabe Davis. I might draft him. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I might take a little deep shot on him. I, I mean – He's a guy that's so, wide receiver too. Come on. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that's really cheap right now. And he's shown the ability to score touchdowns and get 800 yards. Like maybe he locks into a thousand yards this year. Like, and then still has the eight touchdowns. Like that's a pretty decent wide receiver to have on your team, you know? And yeah, that's, I felt gross doing it, but Hey, I don't know. I thought it was worth a chance. Another trade to discuss Jesse, one we did together in a league. Um, not our share team, but I traded away. Now, who did I trade away? I, I know who I got. You, you, you traded away Jackson Smith and Jigba, Khalil Herbert, Rashard White, and Keyshawn Butte. <laughs> and then you received... Obviously, DJ Moore, Quentin Johnson, Zay Flowers. Yes, sir. You know, to be honest, I, on this team, I was in such a weird spot. Like, I I like my team quite a bit, but at the same time, is I just do not have those front-line starters to where I feel pretty good about my team. Like, I have, I had Jackson Smith and Jake, but I had Jordan Addison, I had T. Higgins. And I just, like, I was just taking a step back on my team, and I was like, am I really going to be winning it this year when I have Rashad White, Khalil Herbert, uh, A.J. Dillon as my RB2s? Like, I 
And I, I could RB one. I just didn't feel great about who I have there. I mean, I think I have JK Dobbins. Who's not bad, but I mean, he's still a little iffy with his knee. I mean, whether or not he'll fully bounce back. And I just think I might still be a year away, but at the same time getting DJ Moore, who I really like this year, especially when I have Justin Fields in that league. Um, and then getting Quentin Johnson, who I really like, and then Zay Flowers, like not a diehard Zay Flowers guy, but he's a good young receiver and was a nice add-in in that deal. And yeah, getting rid of Jackson Smith and Jigba sucks, but I was happy with what I got in return. Yeah, on, on my end, uh, it's it's the league that I actually won last year. So I'm going for uh, for back to back championships in every league that uh, that I have Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown that combination I'm pretty much saying send it I'm gonna try to win it that this year uh, that league does have Saquon Barkley as the running back one with all the talk that's been happening I think Nick kind of uh, took advantage of me he exploited me just absolutely um, being a jerk that he is he knew that I was stressing about Saquon Barkley news. And then he also knew my love for Jackson Smith and Jigba. And uh, as we were going through it, you know, uh, he tried to give me some way lower tier player than Cleo Herbert. And whenever I asked him to throw Cleo Herbert in, he gladly did to make it a fair trade. Um, <laughs> but uh, the reason I went for Cleo Herbert there is because I do have Roshan Johnson. So that gives me a little bit of security at running back there. Um, if either of them goes down, if one of them emerges as the the, the clear cut, RB1 there, then I have them, you know, uh, either way that it goes. And then, I mean, uh, on top of everything, Cleo Herbert and himself is, is, is I think he's going to be a fine player. So um, to get him and then Rashad White to to kind of make my running back depth a little bit uh, stronger on a team that I'm going for it now uh, definitely helps. With Saquon, uh, the the talk of just what, what he's doing there. And then, uh, yeah, my, my RB2 would be looking like um, – James Cook if I didn't do that trade. So uh definitely wanted to make sure I, I got some more RB depth, obviously. Uh losing all those wide receivers is tough. I just kind of looked at it as uh as draft picks, like the the two the two that I sent away, the two rookies, and then even with DJ Moore. Um yeah, I'm just not as sold that DJ Moore is going to dominate this year. I think Jalen or the I think uh Justin Fields you know, uh, while he's a great quarterback, I think he still might not throw quite as much as we all want him to, and uh, that could end up affecting DJ Moore. Also, Justin Fields could spread the ball out a little bit. I mean, they are adding some weapons over there. Chase Claypool, I mean, I know not everybody's a believer in him, but I do think he's, he could uh, affect DJ Moore as well. So we'll see. I mean, I'm not definitely not a D, DJ Moore hater by any means, but uh, if you're going to acquire somebody that you like, you got to send somebody off that, that you like, so. Made that sacrifice. Oh, that's what I'm I'm going yeah. for the back-to-back championship. Definitely, definitely played in. And Nick salesmanship. I mean, he he perfectly timed it. Right whenever you know Saquon was was having his stuff, he's like, "Oh man, you won it last year. Come on, dude. You know you want to compete." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I I definitely do." Looking at the team, I'm like, "I mean, I can. I just need some running backs." He's like, "Oh, well, here you go. Here's some mid-tier RBs." And I, I mean, got just the guys for you. He just got me, and he know he knows my my. I might have some overlove for Jackson, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he might have got me. He might have got me, Pod fam. But uh, ooh, Pod fam, how you like that? 
That just came off the dome. All right. Uh, (laughs) But another thing I would say in defense of you is with the state of the running backs right now, like with Saquon, Jacobs, and like all these running backs talking out, like honestly getting running backs like Khalil Herbert and Rashad White, like running backs around that level is not the worst move. Because the running backs are like, like a lot of the core running backs are kind of getting up there in age, like outside of like Bijan and like maybe Breeze, but he's coming off an injury. But like, it's a time, it's a point in time where like running backs like that could end up being solid values because like you never know what happens with people sitting out with injuries, people like kind of downturning. Like, I don't think that's a bad move for competing teams to be acquiring running backs around that tier that you know is going to get work. Because some of these other older running backs, like, yes, I do expect Saquon Jacobs, like, to end up eventually playing. But, like, a lot of uncertainty. And having some certainty at the position is not a bad thing to have going into the season. Especially having depth. Like, depth at running backs is always good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Any other trades to discuss, Jesse? I don't know. Um... Not I don't believe debate. I had any other ones go down here recently. Um, let me see. Nope, nope, no other trades. Okay. You have any? Nope, I don't think so. Are we moving on to uh to? The highlight or the uh, training, training camp. Uh, no, we're gonna actually make a little pit stop and a little player debate. Um, kind of player debate. Oh kind of- yes. <laughs> <laughs> the one that we're gonna discuss, Jesse, is your boy Gary Wilson and Chris Olave. So I've kind of always been on board with you, um, with Team Gary Wilson over Chris Olave, and. Like liked him better as a prospect, um, kind of like him more as a player. But like there's some stats that kind of a little bit make it tough to argue like Garrett Wilson is far and ahead better than Chris Olave. And I want to start by saying with Garrett Wilson, a lot depends on Aaron Rodgers just being peak, like very good Aaron Rodgers. Like, and that's just a lot of what Garrett Wilson's hype right now is on. It's just Aaron Rodgers being like almost prime Rodgers, like being a guy that's just his great ball placement, just his arms on point. And it's just like being able to throw him to him like he's thrown a Devontae Adams, which I don't know. Have have you heard that he's doing the darkroom stuff and the ayahuasca and all that? I mean, he's gonna be prime Aaron Rodgers. Come on, bro. Yeah, that's 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 definitely fair. But <laughs> you heard him after ayahuasca, half the interceptions, double the touchdowns. Come on, you saw it. I know you read it. Yep, I I like the enthusiasm. But <laughs> I was looking into like players' fantasy points per game, like as rookies. And, like, a lot of people say Garrett Wilson, oh, he's going to emerge. Like, you've been one to say it. He's going to be the next Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase level player. Yep. But Still holding firm on that. Okay, let's let's go through these players' points per game as rookies. Um, Justin Jefferson, 17.1. Uh, 
fantasy points per game. Uh, Jamar Chase, 18.2. Oda Beckham, 24.6. Pretty good. Um, Keenan Allen, 14.6. Julio Jones, 15.5. A.J. Green, 14.5. Um, all pretty good numbers. Uh, Terry McLaurin, 13.7. Garrett Wilson, 12.7. And Chris Olave, 13.3. So Garrett Wilson is like towards the end. I mean, granted, there are players. T. Higgins, 12.2. Garrett Wilson's higher. Cooper Cup, Garrett Wilson's higher. Um, AJ Brown's um below or is above um Garrett Wilson. And I think a lot of people are quick to point Garrett Wilson and oh, just wait till he gets a quarterback. Like we've been hearing that for Terry McLaurin since his rookie year. We've been hearing just wait till Terry gets a quarterback. Terry McLaurin. Average more fantasy points per game than Garrett Wilson as a rookie. Not many people probably expected that. Did you expect that, Jesse? Um, it doesn't really surprise me all that much, dude. He it, it, Terry McLaurin still didn't play with three backup freaking quarterbacks. Like the level of these quarterbacks is exactly what why it's so exciting. It's how bad the quarterbacks were. All of the people that you were naming, I can't say I went through all of them, but Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, all those guys way better than anybody who's thrown the ball to Garrett Wilson. Every single one of those people you named. Okay, and then you said Terry McLaurin. Okay, great. That That is a decent example. However, has Terry McLaurin ever gotten a quarterback? No. Garrett Wilson has a quarterback. That's why we're so excited. That's why I'm so excited. I guess I shouldn't say we, but – uh no, no, absolutely. As long as uh, – you're right. It does depend on Aaron Rodgers. I'm just a believer that Aaron Rodgers still still got it. I think that he's still quick with – like, I mean, I don't think he takes that much damage. I think that he can play another year or two. I think that he'll be good. And, uh, yeah, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. No, I I get it. And that year, Terry McLaurin's rookie year, um, he also played with three quarterbacks. Okay, his three quarterbacks that year to start a game. Case Keenum. Dwayne Haskins, Colt McCoy. All three started a game, and he averaged more fantasy points than Gary Wilson. Also, Chris Olave this year played with the all-time great Andy Dalton and, what was it, two, three games of Jameis Winston? Um, I'm just saying, I, I think Garrett Wilson is being propped up a lot on the idea that Aaron Rodgers is going to come in and, and pepper him like targets with targets like he did Javante Adams and him being able to be just as good as some of these other players like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, when it's just as a rookie, he really wasn't. But granted, I mean, I think he's a talented player. He's good after the catch. I mean, something Chris Olave is not as good, but in terms of yards per route run, like a dot, like a lot of key statistics, Chris Olave was better than Garrett Wilson as a rookie. Let me ask you something. If Tom Brady, the Hall of Famer, were going to New Orleans, would you be more excited about Chris Olave than you are with Derek Carr going there? No. Okay. Well, fair enough then. All right. You you, you have your point. But <laughs> I'm going with the Hall of Famer. I'll, yeah. I'll take it. I, I think a Hall of Famer going, going to a wide receiver that just had three backup quarterbacks in the NFL all throw him balls, I, I – I'm all in. I'm all in on the Hall of Famer. Put my chips in. If, if that's if that's what I got to bet on, slide them all in, baby. <laughs> no, I. You know, I. 
I'm I'm still a believer in Garrett Wilson, but I I just thought that was interesting. Um, kind of when digging more into the data, I did find that a bit interesting. I'm, I'm not saying that sways me. I I still would take Garrett Wilson over Chris Olave, like him more as a player. I also think Michael Thomas is gonna be healthy this year. <laughs> Knock on wood, but I, I I hope he is. I mean, he was he was good last year when he was healthy, and I hope he can put together some more games, and that will make it tougher on Chris Olave. But yeah, just a fun little player talk there. This but... is great. Can we go into into things that we're believers in? The the training camp talk. Yeah, yeah. Let's move in. All right, to... let me start. So the first one that I believe <laughs> training camp Wilson is going to be hyped up as the next Devontae Adams for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I stand by that. That is that is what's going to be happening coming out of training camp, and that is what's going to happen during the season. And I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be all glorious, just like last year when Jalen Hurst started balling. I'm going to be oh, doing my victory laps. Cannot wait, fam. Cannot wait. You should all be doing it with me. Draft Garrett Wilson. And that one was a big shocker to me, but I'm just kidding. So, yep. With this, we're 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 trying to predict uh, training camp storylines and ones that we're kind of believing in and. We might have a few that we're going to be hearing in training camp that we're not believers in. But, um, yeah, I was definitely expecting that one out of you, Jesse. But I'll move on to my next one. And my first one is Nico Collins. I mean, we've kind of heard a little bit about this, but Nico Collins is C.J. Stroud's guy. Like, he is the wide receiver one for the Texans. Like, he's a guy that C.J. Stroud, when he's faced with a third and long, when he has a big play, Who's he looking to? He's looking to Nico Collins. And I, th- I think Nico Collins is the guy that he's, he's been hurt early on in his career, and he's um, played with some poor quarterback plays. But when healthy, like, he has been very good. Like, against man coverage, he has a, like, very good grade, and he has been successful. He has a good win rate. And he's a guy that when – Place with a good quarterback, and I think C.J. Stroud has one of the best ball placements coming out that I've seen in a while. And I think Nico Collins could be a guy that could really surprise. And I think, yeah, we're going to be hearing wide receiver one Nico Collins, and guess what? I'm going to be buying it. Whoa, hot take. Hot take. The only thing is I don't see C.J. Stroud supporting a, a solid fantasy wide receiver this year. I mean, he might he might be decent, but I just don't. I'm not a big believer in the rookie QBs uh, balling out year one. But I mean, I, I like it. I like that. That would definitely be a training camp uh, take that I could see. Is he buying it on? Alrighty. So then my my next uh, training camp uh, story is going to be that Jordan Love is. Uh, this is one of those from uh, from a couple weeks ago that uh, that we had went over. Jordan Love. I think that there's going to be just, you know, a ton of hype around him, and I'm buying it. I think that uh, he's had time to develop. He wasn't that great of a prospect, but I think he's had the time to develop. Uh, I mean, from what we have seen of him, um, at least, man, everybody knows I'm an Eagles fan. So I saw him during the Eagles game, and, man, he looked good. And against our defense, not not very many quarterbacks were looking good. So, um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a believer in Jordan Love, and uh, I sure hope so because I bought a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I hope to see it, and to be 
for Jordan Lux loves sake in the league. Like he needs to, like he needs to perform in training camp. Like they, like if he's not ready in training camp, like when, when will he be? And I think the Packers kind of know that they need him to be ready to be that guy. Um, okay. I'll move on to my next one. Um, talked about this a lot. This guy's my guy, Sky Moore. Target hog with the Chiefs. I mean, we we heard it from like early in the spring. Um, yeah, Sky Moore is going to emerge as the guy for the Kansas City. I mean, outside of Travis Kelsey, I I think Tr- Sky Moore is a guy that I loved a lot coming out. I think he's a guy that pl- can play out wide. I think he's a guy you can play in the slot. I even think he's a guy that can play at running back. Like he's just a guy that has his big hands, strong hands, like. He catches the ball. Um, he's got great releases, and he can win in a lot of different ways. And I think he's going to be a guy that year two um, in the system, the Chiefs, and getting more used to playing wide receiver after being a quarterback in high school and just being a three-year player, performed well, but it was in a lower level, Division One. And I think having a year, another year in the system is really going to pay dividends for Sky. And I think he's going to be a guy that we're going to be seeing Sky Moore, wide receiver one with the Chiefs. Are we buying it? I'm buying it. I'm all in. Sky Moore. I would love to see that. I really would. For for years for for you, especially. You've been you've been screaming Sky Moore from the from the rooftop since since draft day. He's your wide receiver one. So I would love to see that for you. Um, we'll go ahead and move over to, uh, something that I also hope to see for you, which is that, uh, the training camp news that Calvin Ridley, he's emerging as the Jacksonville wide receiver one. He looks like his old self. He's 28 years old, but he still looks like when he was 25. Oh, Calvin Ridley. Ah, not buying it. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, not going to be the wide receiver one for Jacksonville. Christian Kirk, still going to be that dog. Still going to be the wide receiver one. They might be wide receiver one, wide receiver, like wide receiver 1A, 1B, um, with Kirk in the 1A position. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not banking on this 28-year-old wide receiver who hasn't played in two years. I don't know. Nick, Nick's a big fan of it. And uh, he'll be he'll be gobbling up that new story. Can't wait to see it. And uh, can't wait to see it. Crash and burn as well. So, yep. <laughs> you know what? The funny thing is, I was I was laughing quite a bit during that, but it's because I I know that's going to happen. Like they're going to be hyping him up as he's ready. Like he's been training for this for years, and it's just like I kind of agree. Like, sorry, did I get muted during that? Oh. Yeah, you did. You did. Okay, sorry, but um, yeah, I. Th- I do think it's tough to buy into that. Like, cause they're, they're going to be hyping them up. And to be honest, like you said, they're both wide receiver ones. Like, to be honest, I kind of think profile wise, like, I kind of think they're both wide receiver twos, which makes for a little bit of an interesting Jaguars offense because I think they have a lot of guys, like they have Ridley and Kirk that I think are very good wide receiver twos. Like, they can be very good wide receiver twos. And they Zay Jones, I think he can be a good wide receiver three um but they're or wide receiver four for a team but it's just like they're all being kind of pushed up and it's just like will it work i i don't know i'm definitely interested to see it i think trevor lawrence is a very good quarterback but i'm 
interested to really see how it shakes out. Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. I, I'm excited too, but I know how it's going to shake out. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely fair. Um, next one here. Um, yeah, these a lot of these are ones that we had before that we're kind of remembering. Some of them are written down. One is I, I think there's going to be two undrafted free agents for the Bucks that make the roster and are contributors. Um, Sean Tucker running back out of Syracuse, and Rakeem Jarrett, wide receiver out of Maryland. They were both pretty good college players. Um, Rakeem Jarrett had a rough last season, and he ended up going undrafted. And Sean Tucker had some health problems flare up, and he went undrafted. I don't exactly know what's going on with him. So, I mean, this could be something that just kind of blows up. But I just think he's a great talent. And if he's ready to go and – he was in the spring. Um, I think those two guys can be guys that can make the roster. I mean, we remember the last time a Maryland wide receiver slipped late in the rounds, uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, former five-star recruit performed early. Um, I think Rakeem Jarrett could be that next guy that can kind of emerge and make that roster and force himself in there. Um, I'm excited to see how that shakes out with the Bucks. I love that take. I'm super excited. Uh, I uh, I'm in one league that uh, that is called Early Bird Bird League, and uh, we do everything super super early. And so uh, we drafted rookies like almost as soon as the season was over uh, last year. And I took Sean Tucker in the second round, and watching him fall on draft night just broke my heart. And then. Not even drafted at all. I was like, oh, all right, well, there's a there's another one. There's a, another good call, Jesse. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I hope you're right. He, I would say he landed at, at a decent spot there. I mean, obviously, Rashad White is, is probably going to be the lead back, but Sean Tucker could definitely work his way in. And Yeah, yeah I mean, I can see it. I, I don't have any other stories. Okay. I, I got one I'm not or I don't want to spoil it, but um, going to be news coming out of the Pittsburgh Steelers camp. This offense, year two, Kenny Pickett. Year two with Matt Canada, with all these receivers, like running back Najee Harris, uh, hitting on all cylinders. Like this offense is ready to explode. Kenny Pickett is looking great. Um, this offense in the year two of Canada is ready to go. And I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not a huge Kenny Pickett believer. And like George Pickett, some people hype up. Like it's going to be hyped up. He's going to be the wide receiver one. Like he's ready to take off. I just, I'm not buying it. I think Deontay Johnson is still going to be the target hog. Um, Pat Fryermuth, I don't mind him. I think Darnell Washington could maybe end up pushing him. Um, yeah, I think the Steelers offense, I'm I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it, and I'm very curious to see what they do, especially if Kenny Pickett doesn't work out. Do you run it back with Matt Canada again? Do you run it back with or run it back with Matt Canada and draft a new quarterback, bring in a new quarterback, or do you get rid of Canada and keep Pickett again? I I just think they put themselves in a tough situation by bringing back the same offensive coordinator at a bad offense. I just think it's going to kind of crash and burn. And I'm, I, I mean, I hope it works out, but I'm just, I can't buy it. I'm not buying it. 
I like it. Um, I, yeah, I'm not a huge Kenny Pickett believer either. Uh, definitely. Uh, I think you've kind of talked me out of him by talking about his like historically bad season and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, agree with you on that. One thing I just want to, uh, just throw out to the viewers here. I'm, I'm looking through our shared league. I didn't mean to send this out to into the universe. So we got offered a trade and we ended up actually rejecting it. And I'm just wondering, you know, if, if, you know, if there is anybody following out there, if you can comment, you know, send in something, would love to hear, hear a take on this. So we were offered, we would get Deontay Johnson and we would have to send away Baker Mayfield and Alex Madison, Alexander Madison. In this league, I mean, I don't know. I I like to think that we're we're pretty dang close to competing. We have, it's a one of those leagues with three wide receivers, three flexes, then a super flex. So you're playing a lot of players. So depth is really crucial. I feel like we have some super solid depth on this team. But um, yeah, we ended up not not taking the. I think it was one of the best buy low options of the off season. Um, Want to know what what your thought on that was, Nick? I know that. Uh, I mean, you had talked about it a little bit before, but just wanted to get your your fresh take on it. This is this is improv, by the way, everybody. So, this is right off the cuff. You're getting Nick A on the reel. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that that offer is definitely interesting to me. Um, I'm a, I'm a big believer in Deontay Johnson bounce back. I think he'll get some more touchdowns, and I think he's going to continue to rack up the targets. But I mean, Alexander Madison, like on a team like. We're trying to win now, and we don't have a backup quarterback. Um, we have Trevor Lawrence, and we have Tua. And Tua, I, I think he could have a big year, but like his injuries are tough to like go into the year with just him as a QB two. And that's why I think with Baker's, it's like Baker's not going to be great, but Baker's a decent QB two. Like I think he's got a decent shot to carry that, like to be the quarterback for the season. And with Alexander Madison, I think he's a guy that's probably going to get their main workload. I'm not a huge believer in him, but he should get a workload. But, I mean, I, I definitely get it. Deontay Johnson's a guy that, like, he could be a wide receiver too this year, and we could be getting it for a guy that – a quarterback who could get benched or could not even play at all and for a running back that just ends up splitting all year. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I kind of agree that I, maybe it's a deal we should have done. It's, it's a, it's a tough one. Yeah. The quarterback situation is definitely the biggest factor, I think. So, I mean, that is fair. Whenever you give context to it, it it does make a little bit more sense, I think, because specifically with Tua, like if it was just any other QB two, I mean, you might say, we'll just send it. And then if one of them gets hurt, well then, you know, just, opt out of the year go go for it next year but we're like super like we have michael tom i mean we have we aren't relying on super old guys but i mean we have mike evans michael thomas uh terry mclaurin like we aren't we aren't the youngest bunch either i mean we, we got some youngins we got t higgins drake london jackson smith but like i said i mean yeah it, it, it's more of a a win now maybe rebuild next year so um yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We might end up still, who knows, maybe we'll end up still just full sending it with Tua. We'll see. I'm sure if we send that offer back, we could always get it. Yeah, I I do think our share team kind of needs a little work. I mean, maybe maybe next pod, maybe we'll have a 
little segment where we kind of talk through a trade. Like we we need to make a move. We need to kind of shake it up. Maybe that could be a part of next pod. I don't know. I actually would love that. That is definitely the next topic. Let's go. Yeah. Kind of walk through our thought process and our build and everything and just kind of fill the viewers in. But I writing it down. Perfect. And I think that's all we have for today. Um another episode, Dino Talk Podcast. Um Heck yeah. Follow me on Twitter at PTNick32. Um drop a lot of takes, a lot of takes on prospects, um, some dynasty stuff as well. Yep, find me on Twitter, Jesse underscore Setzer. Uh yeah. Bye everybody. <laughs> yeah. Peace.